Good. Well, good morning. Thank you for playing it through and uh, joining us. Um, the budget that was just passed and the budget that I will gladly sign is not just your average, ordinary, typical two-year budget. It is a um, generational impact budget. Its policies and plans uh, can be viewed as we do as a blueprint for growth, and we're going to be busy building up and growing uh, all over the state of Indiana. It contains, as you all know, unprecedented levels of commitment and investment in public education and public safety and public health, both mental and physical, in workforce development and economic development, in community development and numerous quality of life and quality of place initiatives um, that we are eager uh, to get to work on. This budget also addresses some long lingering needs um, that we've talked a lot about in this building over the decades. It addresses some time sensitive needs in this uber competitive world that we find ourselves in and it accomplishes some major first time um, projects. And uh, to be able to realize what have been plans to date because of this budget will become reality. And I'm thinking specifically about state trooper pay being finally raised to a level that shows our respect and our reverence for those who put it on the line every single day. I think about uh, the elimination of textbook fees that has been discussed in these rooms and halls of this building for years and years. I think about uh, the toolkit that the Secretary of Commerce will have. I think about the firefighter assistance, uh, both for our volunteers and for our um, professional firefighters. Um, I think about all the projects like a new State Archives building, like a new Westville Correctional Facility, um, like the co-location of our um, Indiana School of Deaf and for the blind and visually impaired. All of these projects, Potato Creek Lodge, armories all over the state of Indiana. We're in a state of perpetual forward motion in the state of Indiana and didn't get here, we didn't get here by accident. We got here through discipline and focus and um, minding the business of the state on behalf of taxpayers. And so again, I'm extremely proud um, of this budget. I'm also maybe even more so and will forever um, be proud of the work of uh, the people that flink me to my left and right. I, I'm proud of their perseverance. You all had a lot of help, a lot of people that are still in this building uh, over the last four months and before that, but especially over the last four months. I'm proud of their intellect and I'm proud of on nights or mornings like this, 
of their sense of humor. Uh, it comes in handy uh, when, the, when it gets hot in the kitchen, but we never lost our way. And that's evidenced um, by the work that the House and the Senate, the leaders, I salute Senator Bray, I salute um, Speaker Houston, all the leaders, the members that listened and quite frankly led. And we did the same thing. And because of that, we're going to be in a we're going to be in a better state uh, because of that collaboration. I was going to tick through, and I won't because of the hour, um, the handout that we gave you. Um, but suffice it to say, in my drawer, I've kept the handout that we uh, distributed at Liberty Park Elementary School back in early January before. Uh, the members came back into this budget session. And every initiative, in some form or fashion, uh, has been checked. So these two agendas, one before the session and one after, are one in the same. And that is rare. I did not get my breaded tenderloin sandwich, but I'm going to put that aside. I, I've, got, I've got, you know, executive orders. We'll, we'll, We'll deal with that later, but the important work that needs to be done, that is wanting to be done and has been, will happen. These folks are obviously um, happy to answer any questions, as am I, that you may have. They may be a little punchy, but so might you. So with that, I open it up. Yes, sir. Governor, the legislature consistently undercut you on public health funding. They went 75, 150. You were 100 plus, 200 plus. Hmm. Was that a missed opportunity, particularly given the report? Oh, no. No, we <laughs> – let me, let me, let me. <laughs> no, this, this was um, – you know, we got, what, two-thirds to start with. Um, of our initial ask. And it's also been divided into some different buckets. So you really have to go through and not just look at that um, initial investment, but look at the investments that are made in stockpiles. Look at the investments that are made in data analytics. Look at the investments that are made in childhood screenings. Look, look at the different buckets. And then once you add it all up, it's huge. And by the way, it allows us to get started building, not just in the relationships, we've established those in all these local communities, but it allows us to start working with folks who want to um, participate. That in addition to um, the, the mental health component of all this, this is another, in addition to the federal dollars, but having another 100 million going into mental health, allows us to be well on our way down that road to making sure that we can respond uh, to those who need help. Senator, I know you said one of your biggest goals has been to get average teacher salary. Yes. $60,000 by the time you leave office. Yes. Is this budget going to get you there? It can. Uh, look, this, we're going to need some, uh, please. <laughs> no, uh, the, I mean, we're going to need some help from the local bargaining units for sure. Um, but this is un an unprecedented level coming on the heels of a previous budget that increased it by over a billion, back to back. Um, so yes, this can 
go a long way in realizing that goal. Uh, but it'll, it'll be case by case. Do you have any concerns with the size of the voucher increase uh, since that eats in so much to what uh, well, the, all the districts will be receiving? Yeah. No, I think my concern was not at the expense of um, public K through 12, that investment. And fortunately, and maybe most importantly, our state was able to afford this record level of K through 12 investment. Now, had it been different, um, I, would have, I would have had some concerns, yes, but it didn't at the end, only because our state's growing. How much does Senate Bill 4 fulfill the goals of the governor's public health commission and talk about what the implementation is going to look like when you're in. Yeah. You want to go and I'll sure. clean up? So Senate Bill 4. Um, Could you convey on my Senate Bill 4 has the major components that we need in order to be able to go forward and to implement this program appropriately across the state of Indiana and to work with our partners, our local elected officials and our public health partners and um, their partners there in their own communities. There are some strings attached, but they're all things that are very, very workable and um, we're very excited to, to get started. We've actually been working on a lot of the implementation things already with our local public health partners um, and actually been um, working with them to understand how we first get them to help convene their local community partners and to develop a plan for public health for their county and then to start to implement those core services that were clearly outlined in Senate Bill 4. There's uh, money in the budget for the IUPUI realignment, uh, $60 million for a Purdue building, $60 million for an IU building. I don't recall that being in your original agenda. How did that find its way into the budget and how is this money going to be Steal this for a moment. You know, I, I think it's been clear with the plan here in Indianapolis that this is about economic growth. Uh, you know, the education of, of uh, individuals who are going to fill the kind of jobs that the governor and I know Secretary Chambers have been seeking for our state, and also from a research standpoint that we'll have, uh, you know, universities on the level that we see in uh, West Lafayette and in Bloomington, and those funds are an investment to make sure, especially those two critical things, the talent pipeline and the research side of those institutions are well equipped to, to do that work and answer the call for the economic growth that we've already started. Yeah, I would, I would say there's no secret to it. It was, as I said, at Liberty Park, we left at the very outset hundreds of millions in the budget to go over shared priorities for the House, the Senate to express their, their priorities, and then to, um, over the course of four months, constantly with an eye toward the April 19th uh, revenue forecast to reconvene. But this, this discussion of these two world-class universities, Indiana University and Purdue University, and all that we have going on was critically important to the administration and to both the House and the Senate. So it was something that had been discussed uh, literally from day one. Well, we still need to unpack everything uh, from the last hour, two hours, three hours. Um, 
but we'll, the job will be left for us, and we'll interpret what, what was put in the final bill, and then we'll get to work. Well, it's, as you say, I have not um, reviewed the bill in final form, which I'm going to be a skipping record here and, and tell you I'm going to do that, but more access is typically better in my mind. Um, but I'll reserve final judgment until I read through all the bills that are piling up, thankfully piling up. Governor, when, when, uh, when Hoosiers wake up in like they're not live streaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak for some of my colleagues. When they read about the 2023 legislative session, what should their single biggest takeaway be in your mind? Good question. Generational <clears throat> investments are being made to strengthen an already strong state, person by person, community by community, and this administration, uh, it's all about implementation now. We have the resources uh, to address, as I said, long lingering issues, be it health, be it economic development in a new world that we find ourselves in. We are properly equipped and resources to get the job done. On that meeting, on that meeting, three Yep. Um, FSSA estimates added 130.6 million years, obviously less than the budget. Yeah. Just kind of hearing advocates, you know, from sure. the state house are concerned about uh, this potential patchwork of services, if you were to in the state, you may get access to crisis yep. services. Who cares uh, what's going to be next now that that money's going to be available? Do you have any sense for whether their concerns may be real or? Well, it's 50 million and 50 million, but it, it gets us well on our way to our 2027 goal. Um, so I'm confident with this infusion uh, that we'll be able to ultimately realize it. Had, had we, you know, uh, as some people were betting at, before even the first week was done, that we would come out in a much different place than we are here today. Um, I might have been more concerned, but now I'm confident uh, because of the proper level of funding for mental health, for physical health, for all the above. I'm, this is something that, um, not to mention all the workforce development, all the, 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 the additional juvenile mental health um, investments that we'll be able to make all over the state of Indiana. You mentioned kind of a hodgepodge or patchwork or across the state. We are in a position to address issues on a statewide basis because of all these relationships that have been built. And this is on the heels uh, sailing through a global pandemic. I wouldn't call it a miracle, but I would, I would call it close. Um, what are my thoughts on other people's salaries? Um, it's been talked about for years. 
um, long before I was in this office, or on this side of the desk, I should say, uh, I remember discussions. It, it, it crops into conversations, I bet you, every session. Um, this uh, particular session, when asked, I stated it, I understand for others, but when I ran for this office, I knew what the salary was, uh, and so I didn't support it for myself. And I was very pleased that um, the leaders took that to heart and started it after. And that gives everyone who seeks to run for office uh, in the future, they know what the new salary will be. So I'll, I'll gladly sign it. It's, they've done a comp study. We did a comp study for state employees. Hadn't done one since 1970, so it was out of whack as well, so I don't want to be hypocritical. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll end up supporting it. Yeah. Talk to me when you don't include if, and I'll give you a not if answer. At this point, do you anticipate any videos? Well, like I said, bills are piling up, um, and, and you know I like to read every bill, and as does my staff. Um, so there are there are some bills that I that I'm paying close attention to. Um, and I'll come to a final conclusion before the time expires. Now, but the budget included uh, ten million for main conservation. Yeah. Um, the exact number of trails was thirty million. Thirty. Yeah. Um, and then I had five million to help clean up that McCormick Creek. Um, what are your thoughts on those numbers and what they might be useful? Well, um, trails thirty million is helpful. Trails will also be, I predict, included in some ready round two. Secretary, you might want to comment on ready, but um, trails was a significant portion, percentage of ready round one. So there are other avenues in addition to the money that we have for trails. Land conservation, there were some other projects included in this budget that will um, the acreage, about 4,700 acres in Sullivan County for a project that was outside of that land acquisition fund, that 10 million. Um, we'll be supporting a major project down in the uh, Origin Park down near the falls in, in Jeffersonville, um, which is a massive um, project, about 1,400 acres when you patch it all together, and we're not gonna own it. Um, but in terms of um, setting aside property for the public, we'll be, we'll be making significant gains in addition to that 10 million that we'll be able to partner with some others, land conserva uh, conservancy, nature, um, and some other entities. So I'm, I'm very pleased with the trails and park potential to keep our momentum going. And I would say, just, just like housing, we made some serious prog progress on housing, but when you look at the Ready Round 1, um, a large percentage of that, over 40% of the whole pie was for housing or housing infrastructure or 
mixed use developments. Um, so there are multiple pots to draw from, including on the two programs that you just mentioned. Well, everyone, and I respect everyone, has an opinion one way or another on virtually every bill that flies through this process. Um, I do. I, I will just point folks to the numbers. The facts are speaking for themselves in terms of in-migration compared to our neighbors, out-migration or not holding up to um, um, the population needed to maintain their congressional delegation even. States around us lost, we're still gaining. Um, when you think about the capital investment that's being made here, it's unprecedented. And I assure you, my neighbors are taking note of it. Um, you look at the states that are growing, and you look at the states that are not, um, and those are the ones that I'm competing with because we're growing. And we've got magnets in this state, whether it's places to visit, um, universities, um, that will continue to attract, and we have to work every single day, no matter what the number is, to keep more of them here. And jobs will go, careers will go a long way in pulling people here. And we've got a very full pipeline. And so for the next plus, year and a half plus, we'll be working to increase those numbers. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were tracking it. I think it's a very good thing. Um, there were a lot of different local initiatives all over the state of Indiana. I mentioned a couple of them, Sullivan and, and Clark County. Uh, there were some others throughout northern Indiana. There was that one here to address a very real issue that has an impact on um, a visitor's experience. Very important to us with all the conventions that um, record level of business that we're doing. We're going to be pumping more money into um, um, tourism and into statewide, but local bids for um, sporting events, et cetera. So yeah, we want to address the housing um, issue. I will, I will also say an affordable housing issue. I will also say that we did a lot of work to make sure that we were inventorying all the housing available, showing where the gaps were. And again, ready, um, you, you just, well, I have it on my desk right here, the Wall Street Journal just now has um, Lafayette as the number one um, emerging housing market in America. We have three of the top five. We are just, for last month, we regained the number one position in terms of single family home building permits of all of our neighbors overtook Ohio. We've consistently led, but two months prior to last month, we were neck and neck and just behind Ohio, but now we're back on top. So we are growing. 
Um, but you can't, you can't forget that population in terms of um, living units available. And it was a smart thing to do for our capital city, and we supported it. How do you explain the, the $500 million, the deal closing uh, fund? Uh, how, how, how will that be actually used? You're going to use it to close deals. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Simply said. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we've had unprecedented growth in, in economic activity, and it's because we have the tools to compete. We have a great product in Indiana, and if you, if you look at the, the commentary uh, here, all of this leads to great quality of life, too. The educational investments, the... the, the uh, um, just across the board that, that we're making in this budget makes puts our, our state in, in a great position uh, to continue to grow. And we've been growing, and we're going to continue to grow. But you've got to compete, and we're competing with the best states. And quite frankly, we're, 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 we're competing globally, right? So, uh, and we're winning, and, and that, that is important as we go out and win in the global economy. As the economy is transitioning and there's reshoring and onshoring, we're very focused on high-wage careers um, and industries of the future. And that, that deal closing fund will help us with all of that. Big time. There was some grumbling from Republicans, though, despite the or because of the level of investment in IEDC, about how much transparency there is with how those dollars will be used. So, how do you make sure that when some of these things are by necessity almost secret, how do you make sure that you're being as clear as possible with Hooters about where their taxpayer money is going? We, we are actually very transparent. There, there are some things that are under confidentiality agreement by the company, right? So we have to respect our customers as much as anything, and we have to respect taxpayer dollars and the way we invest those. And some, some of those things require privacy, just like any, any business would. So from, from that perspective, I think that's where the, the, the commentary may be coming from. Um, so other than that, the, the processes are very transparent, and the investments after the confidentiality is, is available to, be, to the public is, is out there. So. And then where we can, uh, we'll go out of our way to work with locals and to work with members to make sure they're read into, you know, what we're pursuing. This is, this is we're in a, we're on a, you know, cruising into a new frontier here. The pipeline is fuller than I've ever seen it um, in, since 2005, by a lot. And th there's a, probably a window when you're talking about a lot of these investments that are going to be made in this new economy in semiconductors and battery and um, ag bio, some of the ag bioscience um, investments that are going to be made, life sciences, you just saw a big one recently, $3.7 so it's, it's what I've said is carpe diem. We have to seize the day right now, but we have, to be, we have to have the tools to do that. And it will require us, for sure, because it's new, to make sure we're reading in uh, those who need to know and when they need to know. So, so why extend the gas tax index? Pardon me? You want to go through how we arrived at? Well, I, I think uh, the legislature took a look at what was done in 2017 and uh, started to look, and I, I believe there's also an additional 
a task force that's created about long-term financing for infrastructure and road projects. And so I think it's just the next step or evolution in, in looking at that. With the uh, onset and growing popularity of electric vehicles, uh, we still have to find a, a way to uh, take care of uh, the investments that have been made in our, in our roadways. And so I think that's what the, the decision making was with, from the legislature. What time is it? It's only Yeah. So like we're all in now. I mean, we're not. No one's. No one's. <laughs> yes, sir. The budget has a prohibition for funding going to the Kinsey Institute. Just wanted to know if you have any personal thoughts on whether that should have been included. I'll have to read the bill. Um, I don't know enough about it right now to comment, but be happy to get you my reaction. Governor, I don't think you used the words next level yet today. <laughs> well, if you look at my next level agendas, um, before and after, no, this is, this is a, a great day for Indiana, but most importantly, it's what we do with it. And uh, it's a heck of an opportunity and a lot of work upstairs and in a lot of offices around this place. Blood, sweat, and tears went into it, and we arrived at a, a strong position. So competition, beware. Thank you all very much. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.